1: And you know David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
2: We sure are, and you know we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure.
1: We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it.
2: We sure do. So, are you looking for more intimacy in your relationship? Do you want to know how to create a loving, passionate, and connected, intimate life and marriage?
1: On today's show, we're going to discuss how to design the love life and the sex life of your dreams, allowing you to enjoy a happier and sexier lifestyle with lots of great sex.
2: We love great sex. You know that. But first, before we get into the show, we want to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% (laughs) waterproof and leakproof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets.
1: From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket, that's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It
2: sure does, and so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are so excited to welcome today's guest. Debbie
1: Marielle Elzia is an intimacy specialist who helps women create loving, sexy relationships with their beloved and themselves
2: oh yeah all righty debbie welcome to the sexy lifestyle and thanks for taking time to be here today
0: thank you so much for having me carol
1: and david
2: yeah this is going to be a great show so hang on hang on hang yeah. on before we get into the sure. show as we were doing our top waterproof blanket ad um i saw debbie there giving us the thumbs up deb are, are you a squirter or something do you need one of our blankets
0: Oh, I was cracking up. I, you heard me laughing. I thought that it was just so funny. I didn't know that the wet blanket was, you know, was your was your sponsor. So to hear that talked about so openly, I don't know, it made me blush almost. Well, the, the blanket, <laughs> isn't, the blanket isn't our sponsor. <laughs> the
2: blanket we developed, and, you know, Carol's a big squirter, and, you know, we love uh, foursomes and morsomes on the beds, and we were tired about um, our sheets and our mattresses getting wet, so four years ago now, we we actually went and developed this blanket and we sell them on uh, Amazon.
0: Congratulations, that's wonderful. I prefer to use a slip and slide myself. (laughs) (laughs) Just
2: kidding.
1: Just kidding. That's for that's
2: for outdoor sex. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get on with the show.
1: So Debbie, you have been described as a sexuality specialist, a sensual explorer, and a and blissfully married, but that wasn't always the case. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this world of sexuality.
0: Yeah. So I had a lot of years to think about about uh, sexuality and touch and romance during my long sex-starved marriage. So um, prior to that, you know, I'd grown up in a, a, a family, a broken home, as you'd say, without brothers. And I was always intensely curious about men and, you know, it's such. And I was always a big fan of like men are from Mars, women are from Venus and, and such like that. And then I ended up in the sex-starved marriage, always thinking about sex and intimacy and got finally divorced over the sexlessness, quite frankly, and uh, decided to go a different path in my career. And my husband and I, my new husband and I, David, which, by the way, is his name, the best name in the world, of course, had discovered, (laughs) yes, it means beloved. That is, in fact, my nickname for David. I always call him beloved. Um, So he and I had discovered Tantra and it was like a rebirth for me after I got remarried and, you know, and such. And, um, when I was at this career crossroads, I had been an attorney, uh, and I was like, he asked me being the wonderful supportive man he was, he's like, what are you interested in? I'm like, love, sex, romance, helping couples stay together and not get divorced, right? Growing up in divorce, you know, end up getting divorced myself. It's, it's so heartbreaking for the kids and such. So I'm like, how can I help? Right. So I went and, and, you know, applied myself to this and, you know, became a psychotherapist in Colorado, but my my methods are about coaching because I don't think that most women's sexual challenges have to do with like mental illness and trauma and things like that. Most of our challenges have to do with the fact that female sexuality and pleasure is complicated and you're not broken just because you're not enjoying it. And maybe therapy isn't the way to go, but it's all about, it's an art, it's a science it's a learned skill. So I put together really my own unique curriculum in this way for helping women become empowered. And because I'm a romantic, um, I know that, and, and research will show too. Women crave emotional connection and love making. Most women, you know, what I mean, not you can't say all women all the time, but a majority of women crave emotional connection, safety, love. And so, how do we get that? So, there's a big relationship component too. Is how do you get the love you want in your relationship as well?
2: So, Debbie, let me ask you a question. You were married, your first marriage, how many years?
0: Uh, Ten.
2: 10. So okay. you seem like a very intimate sexual person. How did you get through those 10 years without having great sex and intimacy?
0: Uh, Well, I went to the doctor and I said, give me the strongest antidepressants that kill off <laughs> your libido, right? I literally asked her, keep me on whatever is going to kill my libido, right? Because that was hard. And it, was, it wasn't like this man wasn't sleeping in the bed next to me. It was very confusing to my body, right? To... But did you
2: did you did you have sex toys? Did you masturbate? Did you, you did you do something to meet those sexual well, he desires? He was
0: always home. <laughs> yeah. He was always home, so I can't even say that I did. You know that that was really so much of what I did. Mm, but. Yeah, poor thing. I was climbing the walls. It was frustrating. What do we say, huh? I, I shut down that part of myself. A lot of us, we can shut it down. I mean, I yeah, kind exactly. Of I've
2: heard that before. But as But well. it's great that you that you're in with another in a new loving relationship. I mean, we say all the time, it's never too late to start again.
1: Absolutely, never too late, right?
0: Yeah, and then I married David, and then menopause hits me like a ton of bricks. Not that long afterwards, so that's another thing that I help women understand is that you don't need a strong libido. I heard your, your slogan was horny all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of women are not horny all the time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's not in our nature to be like horny all the time. Most women only feel like that urge around ovulation, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. But what we do, what we can impact is desire. We can feel a lot of desire because the, our love making brings us pleasure, right. connection you know, joy. So we can have desire. And I separate that from libido because when menopause hit me, my libido went through the floor too. But I'm like, I still have a great sex life because where does great sex originate? In the brain, in the heart. And we're
1: going to get into that a little bit deeper.
2: In our great sex matters segment later on.
1: But one of the things I did want to ask you is that you only coach women. And I wanted just to get clear of why, why did you pick just coaching women only?
0: Well, uh, I, I wrote a paper for the Association of Marriage and Family Therapy, which d- described not every couple's sexual problem is a coupled problem. Plenty of the challenges originate in either one's head, but in this case, I'll say the woman's head, right? so and and look at it this way. If these challenges would have been there before, you know, before the relationship or would exist independent of the relationship, then it's really her, her that needs the the you know if she has, if you, if you don't know what you like, if you have lack of confidence, body issues, shame, guilt, or just simply the inability to get out of your busy head and your distracted mind, your man would have to be a magician to turn you on, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to please you. So, so many sexual challenges originate from one or the other are not really a couple's problem. So how did I, and then I also, you know, because being a a romantic and being a straight woman all my life, I understand, you know, the woman has so much power to impact the dynamic of the entire relationship. If mom is not happy, nobody's happy. Mm -hmm. And so I helped the woman show up happier in a good mood. And you know what? Her man responds. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to even be a participant. Because marriage counseling often fails because the man resents it. It's so against guy code to go talk about your feelings, your fears, your failures in front of your woman and a stranger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, most men would, you know, be loath to do this. So this is kind of the 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 fix. It's like, how do you fix an, uh, a relationship where marriage counseling is not the solution too? And the solution is frequently one partner changes. And in this case, the woman, she changes first, a good man responds, Wow, works like a
1: charm. Yeah, very, very interesting. So you mentioned earlier that when you got together with your new husband, David, that you learned about Tantra, and it was a game changer. Tell us about how that interest came about. How did you learn about Tantra? And why did it like interest you?
0: Yeah, I had gotten a book about Tantra years before, and I just didn't have the partner to do it with. So I was always curious about it. You know, I mean, I, I liked it that it 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 blends like meditation, spirituality, connectedness, pleasure. So I was very um intrigued and then David and I were still just dating and he went along with me to some, you know, workshops and retreats and things and I was just delighted to be able to explore it, something called like energy sex. And I mean, Dave can make me scream with just his eyes. Wow. It's like a kind of a magical thing. So it's like it also is, a. I think it's also a neat buttress as you get older, right? I mean, couples wonder, oh, how are we going to get, as we get older and our parts aren't working, you know, what are we going to do? And I say, tantric, you can, you can energetically connect together and such. So we are doing that I and mean, we don't do it every time because, you know, tantric lovemaking often you devote hours to it and who has that much time, right? We do on Sundays. So it's like sacred sexuality Sundays. And then during the week, you know, Everything from like quickies to medium, you know, whatever. But we look forward to having this time where we can have this uninterrupted extended lovemaking. And that's what, you know, tantric is about.
1: Wow, that sounds awesome. And it sounds like it's balanced. We actually interviewed somebody who would have sex, do it on Fridays. That was her thing. And they had sex for like, I don't know, 12 hours at a time. And it just seemed like who who could do that for 12 hours at a time? I'm it's willing a, to try. <laughs> it's a lot of time to devote to just sex when we're living in these busy worlds. But I kind of like that balance that you have where you have your sacred sex Sunday. And it's a treat for you to have. It's still hours, but maybe not the whole entire day. Uh, I think that's beautiful.
2: What would you do with me? for 12 just take 12 hours naked in bed together
1: yeah i don't think i can handle it i think it's just too much for me
2: we'd have to like put some of um frolic me's videos on (laughs) and anna richards would help us come up with some ideas of what we can do for 12 hours at a time but you know you're in
0: tantric time so time time it becomes different it's a bit of a like a trance state so mm-hmm. otherwise, I, I've never experienced anything like 12 hours, nor would I want to, quite right, frankly. <laughs> right. no, I love but, that,
1: uh, but you do kind of put yourself in a zone. Oh, sure. Okay. And there must
2: be a nap involved there, too.
1: Oh, I'm sure. There's Is there sleeping involved or is it the zone that just keeps you relaxed?
0: It's, it's a great place where intense, you know, relaxation meets arousal meets connection. Oh,
1: very cool.
2: Very cool. A very relaxed
0: yeah. Yeah. thing to do.
2: All right. We, we were just talking about connection. And one of the questions we had is, you know, why is that emotional connection so important for women so they can have great sex?
0: Yeah, um, I think it, it creates a feeling of safety. Which women really crave in order to uh, to feel relaxed, and the best lovemaking for women comes from a place of relaxation. Can I do an exercise with you? Sure. Would you Would you hold it, David? Would you squeeze your hand or take one of your hands and squeeze your other hand as hard as you can? Okay. And feel how hard that is without breaking it. Just give it a really big squeeze. Got it. Right. And notice how strong you are. Right. Mm -hmm. Now give that same hand to Carol. Carol, would you squeeze that same hand with all you got? got it. Yep. Now, David, what's your response?
2: She's not very strong.
0: (laughs) Right. It's like, is that all you've got? That's right. right. And Carol, you gave it all you got. I
1: did, yes.
0: So women go through the world knowing that we don't have nearly a fraction of the physical strength, right, that a man does, that a man takes for granted. We don't have that. We need to feel safe in our lovemaking. And we love it when you know our, our counterpart makes us feel safe and protected. So I think that emotional connection comes from a place of feeling safe. And you need to create it. It goes both ways, right? It goes uh, both ways. To give emotional connection, you need to give it too, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I think that it does come from a place of the best arousal for a woman comes when she feels safe, but also when she feels chosen, seen, Um, special. And I often take an evolutionary biology point of view when it comes to explanations of why we are the way we are. And men and women are so different in our sexuality and in the way we go through life. Especially it's really obvious when it comes to the sexual experience, because our, obviously our anatomy is different, right? Uh, Not that our hormones are different and our cultural conditioning is different. So how do we, how is that? It's because we have, you know, evolved over hundreds of thousands of years as homo sapiens and hunter gatherers and civilization and modernity is so recent and feminism and the sexual revolution is even just a blip in the history of how we were built and how we were wired. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, you know, for women, it comes from our, you know, our ancestors, we were gatherers, our men were hunters and warriors And we are wired differently, so we need protection. The world's always been dangerous; Mm -hmm, it's been full of predators. Recently, we were humans were in the middle of the food chain, not at the top, right? And so we crave a man to protect us, to to you
1: know choose us. And I think it's very much wired into our DNA. I think you're absolutely right. And when women are, um, feel safe and connected to one man, they, they don't have to worry about what's going to happen next. And that's why they can give what they can and not, not constantly be protecting themselves.
0: Yeah. And it's very hard for women to be present too, because again, we're wired differently. Our brains are very, um, where we, we jump from thought to thoughts a lot more easily. A man, he he has a, a, a wonderful place he likes to go to called his nothing box.
1: Right, Dave? <laughs> right, Dave? You are
0: able to go into a place. It's like, you. how many times you ask your man, honey, what are you thinking? What does he answer? Yeah,
1: I don't know, nothing. No, nothing. I'm just, <laughs> nothing, just Right, And as
0: exactly. a woman, Carol, we are like inconceivable. Yeah. You can't be thinking about nothing. <laughs> You're lying to me. I don't believe you. Because to our brains, we're never just thinking about
1: nothing, right, are we? Right, that's That's so funny. why it
0: makes us hard to relax and enjoy our sexuality is because we can't, it's a practice to be able to shut off your thoughts and just be present in the, your body, your senses with yeah. your lover. Yeah. It's exactly. a practice and that's one of the things I help women with.
1: And do you think that men have a need for emotional connection at all or they can just have sex with anybody? You know, like if, if she walks, she can. he can have sex with her kind of thing
2: excuse me if
1: well she moves i'm just asking her opinion she's the okay expert. okay yeah
0: well certainly i mean sex for men is much better with emotional connection uh but they do you know again if i go back to the evolutionary point of view i mean the man is like survival of the species depends on him having sex right so as a young man especially when your sex is peaking your are uh um, your drive is peaking around age 18. Yeah, it seems like to men, they can have sex with any woman that's willing, right? Mm-hmm. If a, as Dave Chappelle says, if a woman would have sex with a man in a cardboard box, <laughs> the man would never buy a house.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: <laughs> so for young men, it certainly does feel that way, that they don't need that same emotional connection. But as a man matures, as he becomes a prince and a king, you know he he does want to to have that woman
1: to connect with most men, healthy for men. For sure. yeah. right? absolutely. To, yeah. The
2: intimacy is important.
1: You no, know, partner, a partner. Right, right. and there's a lot of men who also love the romance the intimacy. David is such a romantic. He's the one who loves the intimacy and he requires it. It's something that's needed in it. But in I like sex, giving like, it too. Oh yeah, of, of course. The intimacy and romance. Yeah, so when we're seeking intimacy, we each have our own requirements for intimacy, but he definitely has his own needs that have to be met as
2: well. I'm like the woman in the relationship sometimes. <laughs>
1: So he feels that way sometimes. Not yeah. that I wear
2: heels, but in terms of environment and candles and aromas the and romantic, stuff like that. romantic, which the is typically music,
1: women, yeah. he also likes to do it as well. Hot
2: bath.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. I mean, and, and typically you're right. Women do need everything in order, right? Because it will distract us. If there's a basket of laundry that needs to be folded, we can't enjoy our lovemaking because that is distracting us. Yeah. I mean, most men, they could give a darn, you know, cardboard box. What do they say? Men don't. Women need a reason to have sex. Men just need a
1: place. (laughs) That as well. I love it. Oh, we're just going to ask you to hang on for a second. This uh, has been an amazing discussion, but we just need to remind everybody that this is the sexy lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're chatting with intimacy coach Debbie elzia Uh, Now let's just talk about topless travel and the amazing trip that we have planned for next year.
2: Absolutely. You know, topless travel is absolutely the best. If you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you absolutely must book with topless travel. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica and Desire in Cancun to all the bliss cruises, topless travel needs to be your number one choice.
1: Their trips and events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to the sexy host couples, including Chelsea and Mark, who are there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation.
2: Absolutely. And you'll find us on lots of the uh, topless travel trips but listen up the one we're really looking forward to is their sexy silver full takeover at desire pearl on october 16th 23rd 2022 we're going actually going to be broadcasting our podcast live from there but rooms are really selling out quickly so you better go online and book as soon as you can Um, and we want to invite you to join us for a week and we'd love to sit and chat and uh, meet you at desire For more information about this trip
1: or any other topless travel event, just go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever.
2: Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, we're back. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Can
1: can I say
0: something? That sounds like a blast. Yeah, That topless travel trip. Let me know where you're going and I'd like to go. Although here's what always happens for me. I'm like, ooh, that sounds great. That sounds like so much fun. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't share my man.
1: (laughs) You don't to absolutely you do not have to it's not yeah. about sharing your man at all It's about enjoying the sexuality the sexual environment and having great sex with your man absolutely
2: all right
0: I like the, the thought of the energy the sexual energy there's going lots, on at that. there's I'm, I'm gonna get more information
2: lots of it all right. all right this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david now it's time to get back to our show with debbie Elzia, Um, she's an intimacy coach and now we're gonna get into talking about the seven things women need for amazing sex and connection. Don't they just need a hard cock?
1: No, not just a hard cock. <laughs> oh. guys,
2: guys wish that that's what
1: it was. So <laughs> that's simple. all guys need for amazing sex, simple. right? That's all guys need. Jeez.
0: I, I know Place to put it.
1: And basically your coaching goes through the whole process of these seven needs that women have. So let's just kind of review them. Uh, one of them, uh, the first one is about knowledge. Tell us about how women need the knowledge and the sexual education in order to have great sex.
0: Right. We don't get a uh, sex ed that is pleasure based. And so there's knowledge about how desire and arousal and bodies work generally. Like, for instance, most people think the clitoris is just this little bean like thing, not knowing that it's an entire structure like an iceberg underneath the surface, for instance, you know, or that it takes 20 to 40 minutes for the female body to be fully aroused. Or that neglect or trauma or you know lack of touch can cause your body and your sexuality to go numb and shut down. As I mentioned, it was my life earlier. So you need to get knowledge about you know how things work. But then knowledge also includes what this particular woman likes, because every woman is different. And so it's different, you know, different stages, what you like, might change over your lifetime, it might change over your monthly cycle. And it might even change in the same lovemaking session, what felt good 10 minutes ago doesn't feel good now. So knowledge and also, you know, how to communicate what you want.
1: No, absolutely. And I guess that's one of the things that we need to do. um, I guess, first is to understand our own body before we can even share what we like with our partners. And sometimes that just takes. Opening your legs wide and looking in a mirror and saying, wow, what have I got down there? And a lot of women are afraid to do that.
2: Taking out a toy and seeing how different things feel in different spots. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, self exploration.
0: If you don't know what feels good to you, how is your lover, who is probably the opposite gender, going to know what feels good to you?
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I guess a very good step to start, and that way, once you know what feels good, and even if it uh, on different days feels good, what feels good differently on a different day, and then figure out how to talk about that. But I think that's great. And the knowledge thing is definitely something that's super important. All right, what's number two? Oh, number two. Okay. Uh, You have on your list for number two, worthiness. Explain that to us. Yeah, worthiness and confidence. Uh, If you don't feel
0: like you have permission to enjoy yourself, if you don't feel like your desires are normal and natural and your body is good enough, right then then you're going to have a hard time getting yourself out of your head and enjoying your sexuality and lovemaking so you know women receive a lot of negative messages there's shame there's guilt and we release those in an atmosphere of you know loving support and the fact that you're not alone we're all kind of in the same boat right so um, so you keep also you do things to let yourself not get all run down and and such, So you need to keep your self-care tank full, your self-love uh, full with practices that I take from the field of positive psychology, uh, which is what makes life good, what makes life worth living, so that we focus on that rather than being like, let's focus on the problem. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, what's good? Let's get more of that. Mm-hmm. How can we look at the world with the glass half full? How can we know that even though our bodies aren't perfect, they're good enough. They do amazing things for us. Um, So we have to build our worthiness and confidence. And this is not necessarily something our lover can do for us, but we can control our mindset. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, she always says that uh, pleasure is our birthright. doesn't matter what you look like, the color of your skin, what size you are, but pleasure is absolutely something that we all deserve. Yeah.
0: We were born of sex. All of us were created from sexual energy. So part of you know, the, the, the coaching experience is normalizing it, normalizing talking about sex so that you can, you know, figure out what you like and get it from your lover in a way that's connected um, and also to celebrate that we are sexual beings, build the confidence and relaxation
2: and enjoyment. And, and I just want to say something that if your partner turns to you and says, you know what, you are beautiful. I love your body. You're hot and sexy. Just say thank you.
1: We'd, so many women say, yes, but, yes, but I've got an extra 10 and, and pounds. And I'd
2: like to do that. You know, we love our partners for who and what they are. And it's more than um, a weight and it's more than a height. It's about, you know, personality. It's about friendship. It's about sexual energy. It's about a whole bunch of things. And I find my partner sexy and hot because of who they are. And sometimes, you know, I love complimenting Carol. And I love hearing her say, thank you, honey. That makes me feel great.
1: Mm-hmm
0: it is unfortunate that women are always comparing ourselves on, in our minds to some perfect ideal woman and that's not that's not any of us and and we have to get off that that track and realize you don't need a perfect body a perfect relationship a performance that puts women in performance mode to enjoy pleasure and what david said is is a mindset shift that the women I work with realize is that your man is attracted to you. He picked you. He wants you. And you know what a man wants more than anything is his woman to desire him. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And for her to have a good time, it's probably a perfect body is probably not even on his short list. I guarantee you you it's not her to be excited to be with him and have a good time. Yeah,
1: I can remember when we first started in the swinging lifestyle and we were having a date with another couple and I was very conscientious of, I had recently had a tummy tuck this like 10, 15 years ago. And I was conscientious of my tummy tuck scar. And I remember, um, you know, we all want to be perfect, so we have, you know, we have help with our plastic surgeon, but there's always a scar to be left behind. Anyways, I kind of remember having a great session with this couple, and afterwards we kind of sat around talking about it, and I mentioned the fact that I'm very conscious about, uh, about my scar. And the guy said, what scar? Exactly. He didn't even notice it. In my mind, it's gigantic, and he had no clue that I had a scar at all it's
2: because your pussy is so amazing <laughs> exactly. and that's where you focus and you have great tits yeah. and a beautiful See? smile and you're a great kisser and a and, nice ass I know so and, I learned a lot that day that and I, we focus on I the love good yeah. I, I love that about men
0: yeah I love that about men they just you know I mean that also remind yourself normally
1: you're the only naked woman in the room
2: <laughs> but yeah
1: it does happen but not in our world <laughs> not in our world <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get on to number three okay number three you have down here emotional connection i know we talked a little bit about it but let's just uh, recap again what you said about emotional connection and why that's important for great sex
0: yeah like we said you know sex with deep emotional connection i think is life's greatest reward in fact i prefer to use the term love making right let's Mm -hmm. shift from a a sex point of view to a love making point of view so that's what also for most women what gets us in the mood yeah. is feeling emotionally connected to our partner. And knowing that, you know, what can we do to get more emotional connection so we get in the mood? And it's also maybe educating the, the, for the woman that a man feels more emotionally connected when his sexual needs are met. Like, you ever notice how wonderful and loving your man is after lovemaking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what opens his heart. Yeah. So whereas we want to be romanced and and connected before we get in the mood. Ironically, the man is not in a very romantic, sexy mood if he is not getting his sexual needs met. So often I have to coach women into somebody needs to go first.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's very, very good point. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that out. Because sometimes when we're wondering, what's going on here? Why are we not connected? We're not really realizing what you just said that someone has if, to go. If first. I were
0: coaching the man, I would be like, David, You need to show attention to Carol and time and romance. But I'm not, I'm coaching the woman. So I'm like, hey, maybe we need to have sex to loosen him up, you know? And then notice what a good mood he is in, like all that day, the next day, sometimes even all week.
2: Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You
0: rock a man's world, he opens his heart up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's more than that that once a year experience or once a month, you know? Give him a little treat every now and again and he's certainly going to reward you. However,
2: however, this is my birthday month and Carol has decided to give me a sexual treat every day.
1: Every day for a month. He's got a good birthday this month.
0: Wow, you are a lucky man.
2: Yeah, now I love eating pussy, so a couple of those days have been me going down on her and licking her pussy. It's all good too. But it's all good, it's a sexual treat. Yep. That's lovely. Every day. So
0: anyways, part of connection too is communicating what you want, right? Sure. Uh, In an atmosphere that feels connected and not critical because communicating what you want is a tough one. Because people are sensitive about that, you know, and it's like a lot of women, they don't necessarily know what they want, but they know they don't want that. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> so how do you communicate? I don't want that. You go you shouldn't say that. You should figure out what you do like and say, This is what Instead. I want. You know? Exactly. And yes. Create an atmosphere of being sexual explorers together. And that again is is an art of how to create this
1: safety where you can explore mm-hmm. And ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. In a and he can way. ask for what he wants. And, and it's not like David always says his rule is please don't say no just suggest something else instead because that word Great "no" rule. shuts down so much it really does
0: yes excellent exactly don't say no say i'd rather do this or harder or softer or mm-hmm. left or right or however it is but rather than say ew no not that <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah all the pause keep the positives out there that helps
2: for sure all right number four is time time
1: yeah women
2: need
0: time, time. Yeah. So- Two two ways I look at that. One is like I mentioned, the female body takes so much longer than the man. An average man is ready to go in, in moments, really, and women takes ten times as much time. And just acknowledging that. And like you, maybe you won't get that every day. You know that you get 20 to 40 minutes of arousal. But as long as you get it some of the time. You know, just acknowledge that our bodies are different and we need more time for arousal. I like to say if a man's sexual response is like a microwave, ours is like a crock pot. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right, what a good analogy. And one of the things that David likes to do is all day foreplay, and that already starts me in the mood knowing that we're gonna have sex later, so that all day foreplay is already the beginning of that arousal that takes the time, like you said.
0: Good, and a woman can also take it into her own hands You know, like I'm going to go take a bath Mm -hmm. to warm up or do some sexy guided visualizations or sex, you know, sexual touch to warm myself up. We We, can also take that. Which is what we need. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: The other part of time is scheduling sex. Mm -hmm. You know that if you're just going to wait till you are both spontaneously both in the mood, especially in a long term relationship, like suddenly it's going to overcome us this desire. Uh-uh. Yeah. that's a recipe for a sex-starved marriage. But if you plan on it, now you can anticipate it. Now you can make sure that nothing happens. Like last Sunday my husband was in a bad mood, right? He was like grumpy and this and that and I was just like, "But it's sacred sexuality Sunday." <laughs> and because we kind of had this appointment, we made love and it was great, right? Because we had held ourselves to it rather than being like, "Are you in, the, you know, are you in the mood? Are you in the mood?" No, but we planned it so it will happen that way
2: and sex and sex isn't about the orgasm i mean we talk about it i don't know how many times over the last four years on with all our guests sex is about pleasure and um you mentioned earlier a quickie and yesterday carol was on her way out to get her hair done and we had a quickie and it was lick her pussy suck my cock um do her doggy. I went in the shower, she watched me masturbate, and she was out. And all this was in, what, 10 minutes? Yeah, less than 10 minutes. But then, while <laughs> that's she all was getting had. her 10
1: minutes is a longie for a lot of
2: couples. But while she was getting her hair done... <laughs> 10
1: minutes is on the long end for many. While well, she was from beginning her... to end, including me getting dressed
2: and out the door, I mean, all of that. <laughs> but while she was getting her hair done, um, she thought about it, and she came home, and later that night, we had amazing sex. Um, and it was that all-day foreplay, and... Um, Sometimes even when we have sex at night, if your head's not in the right place, you are clear and you say, you know what, tonight that orgasm is not going to come. And we talk about the don't ever fake it. Right, Debbie?
0: Yeah, that's a a trap that a lot of women fall into, especially young women who grew up watching porn because their men expect that and they're used to they fall into that faking trap. But you're right, not every not every time is going to result in an orgasm and that's okay.
1: Yeah, it's okay that's exactly. Okay. Yeah. As yeah.
0: long as it results in pleasure, mm-hmm. that's a much better way to mm-hmm. define it. Mm-hmm. If you're always mm-hmm. goal oriented and chasing orgasms then for the woman at least that's one more reason to be up in your head.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They yeah. say the tip of the a typical sex act is um the woman is struggling to come while the man is struggling not to.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: And often they both fail.
1: Uh-huh. And sometimes when I jump on David's cock and give it a little ride cuz so I'm in the mood, I say, "Oh, that's all I wanted. I just wanted a little just a little ride, maybe 10 or 15 strokes. That's it. You're not and getting any more."
0: He, He's probably like, hey, women, you're not going anywhere because (laughs) for a man, once he's turned on, I don't know about David. If I say no, I've had
1: enough. That's it for David. Yeah,
2: we've gotten good at learning a little bit about edging. So, you know, that's a little bit of a little tease tease. for later on. And when she gets off my cock, she'll suck it and she'll kiss me and we'll have that a fragrance aroma oh. that stays with us for a few hours and then we just keep going it's not every time uh you put a pussy on a cock or a cock on a pussy that one or both people have to come it's, it's about the pleasure
1: and the fun the teasing i like we like that as one well. of our
2: new year's resolutions right. is to add more spice and more naughtiness into our sex life this year
0: because mm-hmm. with- yeah if that's your thing that reminds me of creativity so creativity extends to you know naughtiness might be your thing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know if you haven't tried it? Mm-hmm. The sexual menu is vast, but how do, you, how do you try it? And I start with creativity about the emotions you want to feel because it is an emotional experience for women. Do you want to feel naughty or beautiful or powerful, playful or spiritually connected? And most of the time when we start going into this, most women have never thought
1: about that before. But sex is also a feeling. And what do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things you also mentioned is about sexual fitness, about our bodies, about keeping our bodies fit and healthy, so that we can enjoy sex. You know, what what did you say, David? You want to be uh, fit for fit, fit for the fuck? fuck?
2: Oh, there you go. That's my other um, resolution for this year: is to take care of myself, so I am fit the fuck whenever Carol is ready.
0: Okay. It's important. Yeah, for a man, that means different things because a man, I mean, you think about it. I've done this exercise in, you know, like in sex coach training and things where they have you get up in a plank, Carol, right? Mm -hmm. We plank and we thrust and see how exhausting it is. is. Exactly. It's so exhausting that you have to give your man some credit for (laughs) endurance up there while still riding the wave between not coming and not going soft. Yeah. So so for the man, that's very you know, really important for the woman. It's also important because like, you know, our lady parts will atrophy if we don't use them and they will also become numb and desensitized. And it'll be like, I don't feel much, right? Is a common complaint with women. I just don't feel that much. So sexual fitness would be about sensitizing yourself Mm -hmm. to feel additional sensitivity through like mindfulness and touch practices. It could also be about getting blood flow going. Mm -hmm. Like exercise has huge benefits to your sex life Not only do you feel better about your body and in a better mood, it also gets the blood flowing to your genitals, which is a problem with arousal Mm -hmm. for women, lack of blood flow.
1: And, of course, flexibility always helps um, because the more flexible you are, the more you can... um, Also participate. I think that a woman who just, I'm going to say just lie there and don't reciprocate the thrust, if you want to call it that, sometimes they can because they're Mm -hmm. not fit enough, they're not strong enough to kind of thrust back. But the fitter you Mm -hmm. are and the more flexible you are, the more you can actually participate in what like you said, is a feat with the guys doing a plank and thrusting at the same time. That's that's a whole lot of work. Push ups. Yeah. And when you can give it back and do a little bit yourself or ride for longer and you can do those squats on his cock for a little bit longer, uh, it gives him a break. And as a
2: guy, you feel it. you feel that the other person is into you yeah. instead of just lying there yeah. and um, you know, that's where the erection goes away. If you feel the other person isn't into the moment and isn't, isn't it to you?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fitness helps. Yeah. With that, that can't be good for a
0: guy to feel like he's kind of using you, right? Yep. We yep. have an obligation. If we are in a relationship, we kind of have an obligation to be present, to right. enjoy ourselves. If it's important to our spouse, I'm sorry. We have a bit of an obligation. Oh, we are great. sexual beings. Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, try not to yawn. Yeah,
1: that too. <laughs> I always yawn right after my orgasm. It's one of the things that always happens. It's so funny. When I'm done, I yawn. As long
2: as it's after the <laughs> orgasm and not right in the middle. Yeah,
1: So many women do view,
0: you know, many women are view it as a chore. You know, the last mm-hmm. thing on their list, one more thing to do. And yes. it's such a pity. I have to help them with the mindset of. Right. This is something for you. This is pleasure for you. This is time to connect with your man and and make your relationship great and and give pleasure. So we have to shift this from it being a chore, something you do for him. One more person that needs something for you.
1: Yeah. To How
0: can we make this pleasurable for you too?
1: And when you can say what you want and when you can learn how to say those words out loud to your partner and ask for what you want, that really helps a lot. Um, because then you don't feel like it's a chore as much as like I want you to do this for me rather than me do this for you. And and yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's the ask more than anything. So that's and it's cool. really
2: about what we're doing for us, not for one person or the other person. You know, in a relationship, you want to make sure you're doing what's good for both people. Mm-hmm. And for the relationship. You know, we go to bed at night and we said, instead of just saying, I love you. I say I love us.
1: Yeah, we say that. It's very Oh, yeah. I like
0: that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love us. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to re- I'm going to start take telling my women of that cuz when you have that. that mindset
1: that everything you do in your day is us. to strengthen your relationship and then you look at it very differently. It's not about, oh, I'm doing this for him, and you're doing it for both of you, for and, the and, life you have.
2: And just to, to you know, bring back in our swinging world, because um, we do talk about swinging on a regular basis, and you know swinging is, you know, Carol and I are emotionally monogamous and sexually non-monogamous. Uh, we right. like having sex with other people, but when we go into a swinging situation, our ultimate goal is to come out as a more loving and stronger couple and we do and if we come out and we don't feel like that we sit down and we talk about why what happened what wasn't good for you what wasn't good for me and we don't put ourselves in situations where we're not going to strengthen ourselves and some people have a hard time understanding you know how can you watch your partner fuck somebody else well in our relationship it makes us stronger because of the connection we get and the the recap we do talking about it and it becomes. You know, fodder for our fantasies when we have sex together, when we replay some of those great sexual experiences we've had. Absolutely.
0: It's just and int- it's not for everyone. You oh. know, that's the thing. You you can't unsee that. Because I have had people come to me and they're like, well, we'd like to consider bringing in another woman or bringing this. And I say, be careful because you cannot unsee
1: that. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. You have to be open to what you're going to uh, explore. It's just a different type of exploration. And it's you're right. It's, it is for anyone, but it's not for everyone.
2: Right. And anybody who wants to know a little bit more, just listen to the shows we've done on swinging. We've had some great experts on there. And there's some rules and some, Got, uh, things you have to talk about before you get into it and and you know the people who do it right um are the ones who communicate really well and the ones who don't do it it's because they're good in their couple and you can make your couple without bringing other people in spicy and strong and sexy and naughty just the two of you by adding some like what debbie was saying creativity and imagination and and, and working fantasy, at it. Yeah, fantasy, absolutely. fantasy
1: sure. helps a whole lot when you're trying to do it without another person that's could be something that you're, you you can tell your the girls that think about bringing a third party in. Start with the fantasy of it, talk it through as if there's somebody there. It's just you know imagination, and see how you feel before you actually yeah. bring someone Re- in.
0: Reading erotica together mm-hmm. is a nice thing. i d- i never I never steer towards porn. I kind of I'm not a fan of porn, but reading er- erotica together. Can spur this creativity. I like to say that you know men are visual, but women are oral. A U R A L. You know they right. like right. the oral you know, it's like right. the story, the plot. Porn doesn't even have a plot anymore, right? Yeah. right? <laughs> so it's a whole different ballgame. But hearing you know stories will make you creative. And, and sometimes, and sometimes
2: it's just about bringing in a sex toy. I mean, you can have a threesome with a sex toy where you're playing with a toy in your pussy, and you have your partner's cock in your mouth, and And doing a role play
1: where there's not another third person there, just having fun with it as if there's someone else there.
2: If you wanted to try double penetration, a toy, and your partner, whichever hole you want him in. (laughs) Um, There's lots of ways to do things before you even want to bring another body into your relationship because it is um, sometimes a lot of jealousy and, and, and other emotions that get involved. So, you know, you can add those what do you want to call them, nuances into a relationship without actually swinging or bringing in other people, um, which obviously sometimes can cause complications.
1: Absolutely. Well, this has been a great segment. Just let's uh, take a second to remind everybody that this is A Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David. We're having an amazing discussion with intimacy coach Debbie Elzia. Coming up next is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. So stay right there. So are you interested in vaginal rejuvenation and sexual health? It's a topic that we want to talk about more, because how we look and how we feel make a huge difference in the way we live sexy. The company Lumisk has developed an easy treatment system for vaginal rejuvenation. It's a product that you can use on yourself and at home. It's a carboxy gel called CO2 Lift V. You simply mix together two packets of gel and apply it to your vulva and inside your vagina before bedtime and then rinse it out in the morning. The gel infuses CO2 into the skin to encourage blood flow, it promotes healing and cell regeneration, and the great thing is that there's no discomfort or downtime. This CO2 Lift-V treatment keeps your vaginal tissue healthy and happy. It increases lubrication and sensation and makes sex more fun at any age. After you finish the initial course of weekly treatments, you can easily maintain your results with applications once a month. Also, it's a sure way to snap back after a long night of great sex. For more information, visit co2lift.com, buy yours today, and get a 15% discount if you use promo code SEXYLIFE at checkout. That's S-E-X-Y-L-I-F-E. Great sex starts now. And remember, if you're looking for an online open-minded community to meet compatible people in your area, you should go to sdc.com and use promo code Three zero three one four for your first month free. So check it out.
2: Alrighty, this is The Sexy Lifestyle, we are Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show, where we get to talk about great sex, because...
1: Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, Debbie, this is the part of the show where we like to get down and dirty with our guests, and maybe ask a few personal questions. Now, earlier you talked about uh, being in a broken home, but were you in a sexually open-minded family as you were growing up?
0: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I both of my parents were single and dating. So kind of because that's just the nature of it. When your parents are single and dating, I guess that's more sexually open minded, although it's not like we ever talked about it. I think like the majority of us in our culture, our parents are not having sex talks with with us for the most part. So I would say no.
1: <laughs> and, and with your sisters and then, or you know, your girlfriends, did you talk about sex?
0: Uh, well, I never had it until I was well into college. So I was afraid, I was a bit afraid of it. I would say, um, it was the eighties. Right. And, and I think there's been, this an interesting era because sexual revolution had, was pretty recent, but you know, what came in like AIDS Mm -hmm. was huge. Herpes Mm -hmm. was huge. Mm -hmm. You know, um, feel, I, I think that women, we often, often have like this aversion to being used. So I think that I always had this aversion to being used when I was younger. So was a bit afraid of that. And yeah, that was an interesting era. In a way, it was more innocent. But in the other like AIDS and such was a, was a big scare.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, that's one of the things that uh, was used is don't have sex. You're going to get infections. Don't have sex. You're going to get pregnant, that kind of thing, uh, putting it off. Uh, But did you learn about sex? Or did you discover your sexuality? Did you masturbate or discover your body when you were younger before you actually had sex?
0: I mean, sure, uh, to some extent, to some extent. Um, And then I took in college, I took a human sexuality class. And that was like the trigger. I was like, Oh, yes, now I'm not afraid of it anymore. Now I want to do it. And then I like, I had someone I thought was my boyfriend. Right, so I thought he was my boyfriend. I thought we were in love, and the, he I lost my virginity to him, okay. you know, as we say. Yeah. and I basically never heard from him again. So you know, it's like, <laughs> so you were used. So well, I guess my, so I feel used. Yeah. So I relate a lot with my clients and things like that, as we do not want to feel used. And in fact, I really only work with women in committed relationships, preferably yeah. married, mm-hmm. because I do not want to help, you you know, I mean, I do want, I mean, I want to help, but I don't want to s- empower you sexually and then go out and be used on the Tinderverse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I want to help a woman because it's all about lovemaking. These things work when you have somebody you love.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. I,
0: so I I'm kind of protective of my women. I don't want you to go out and get your heart broken and get used because I know that these things are tied together.
2: So obviously you've gone through this, this amazing journey from where you were to where you are um i love asking our guests to tell us about their most memorable sexual experience to date
0: yeah so um so I was thinking about that and I'm like, I have I have noticed that I have a very poor episodic memory. Like things in my life that are like I, I can't remember them very well. Yet I have a really good semantic memory. Like I was able to achieve, you know, a doctorate with honors. And even my family's like, How the heck have you achieved all this? You can't even remember that time we went to Puerto Vallarta. And I'm like, <laughs> you went to Puerto Vallarta. I mean I'm, I have a crazy bad episodic memory, is what it turns out. It, um So, so I don't, you know, I would say my freshest memories are like my weekly Sundays with my husband and they're all kind of like a composite. Yeah. It's like, mm, mm, you know, like mm, mm, delicious and how beautiful he is and his smile. And, uh, um, and, and so I, I kind of have a composite and and it's always about my husband. I mean this is like everything else in the past is like a blur. Like even though I might have had a fabulous, like oh exciting sexual experience on the beach or in some unexpected place before, I never think about that. I think about my David. I think about my dad in fact my only sexual fantasies, is Carol, David are about david that's okay i think okay. about him see i didn't know him when he was young when he was young and he was a surfer and he was going to the gym i mean he's he's nice looking now my husband by all means but he was freaking hot wow. like i think about dang david with his dark long curls as a surfer or i wish he were twins like why can't <laughs> you be twins
2: <laughs> do you remember the first time you guys fucked
0: yeah yeah we like knocked over a candle and it like spattered all over the walls, so and we had like candle wax stain to remember it by for a long time oh that's fun
1: that's a good one I, I like that idea where you were just out of control in your very first time and and things were splashing around and yeah that's very cool definitely so now your current relationship that you have with David um how would you describe that and like not just your sex life but the way that you guys act together. Yeah,
0: I am my husband's girlfriend. I'd like to channel the energy, the playful, the fun of being his girlfriend, his cheerleader. I because I'm a you know, I'm a coach now and I use all this positive psychology and things like this. I'm always like the optimist in the in the family. Even my daughter, she's like What does she say? You're annoyingly cheerful. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I like to be the high vibration one in the couple. And his job sucks. I mean, especially since COVID, he has had a rough time. So I'm like, I don't let my. I, I try to be the one like keeping us up right at an even keel at a higher, higher um, mood and vibration. So I'd say I'm the playful girlfriend. I get to work from home. He has to get up at five in the morning. Right. So, so I, I kind of feel like the responsibility for keeping it fun and playful. I'm our social director. You know, I don't resent him that he doesn't plan dates. I'm just like, I just do it. Right. And, and it's fine with me. It's good enough that he, that he goes along, right? And I've also learned the art of fishing for compliments, right? Uh-huh. So my man is a man of few words, like a lot of men. He's a man of few words. If I want a compliment, I got to fish for it. I don't take it personally. <laughs> it's still 90% as good if I have to say, how do I look?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's all good. So now if you were to describe or have a fantasy about what hot monogamy would look like for you and your and your David, that's very sexy and hot sex, not with anybody else, what would that entail?
0: Well, I I, okay, some of the things that make it a little bit hotter is like uh, going places, Mm -hmm. you know, going places being sneaky and playful, like grabbing him under the table. You know, that kind of stuff, yeah. like uh, being naughty in public places. Oh, all the time. Like we always sit on the same side of a booth when we go out to a restaurant <laughs> so that I can grope him.
2: Nice. <laughs> and what about you wearing a dress? Do you wear panties or do you keep it on um, naturel and give him access?
0: I've done both. I've done both. if it, that's a fun thing to do, too. Sure. So, yes, I, I guess I like to be the, the mischievous, playful, seductress
1: Very cool. To keep it fun. Now, you talked a little bit about Tantra and how you learned it, and it was a game changer. What would you say is the best part of this Tantric experience that you learned in your your early relationship with David?
0: Well, I have a mixed feeling about Tantra nowadays. So basically, I have noticed (laughs) we cannot find good Tantra workshops or things these days. In fact, we just went to one at this International Tantra Festival, and I was so incredibly disappointed because I had looked forward to it for a whole year. It took us like 13 hours to get there. And it seems like the whole or the whole structure was all about, um, well, it was the theme they called it self-love. And I swear to God, I was saying to kind of the other participants that like, you know, when we'd be at lunch together, like, do you notice that there's like way more tears being shed here uh-huh. than there are orgasms being ha- had It was so about, you know, the the spiritual and nothing really about sexual connection. Uh So so it was about treating everybody like they were broken. Mm. Uh. Like, you need to heal. The word heal. The word trauma. The word triggered. Every time they do an exercise, there'd be a fifteen-minute lecture on consent and boundaries, and don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable. And it was so unsexy. Mm. So I find that that it's moving away from sexuality, Tantra. Interesting. I, I
2: have to say, I have to say that we have had. Um, a few absolutely great experiences with people who are in the world of Tantra. We talk about uh, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce. We've met uh, Kim and Brad who do Tantra workshops that are focused on the couples and on the sexuality and the spirituality.
1: Well, because they were at actual couples resorts. Right, right, right. They were there. We've
2: met them at Hedonism, at Nadia Norleans, on the cruises. And they really, really do a good job. And all I can suggest to people who are looking to learn more about Tantra, which is absolutely fantastic because it takes you away from that goal of I'm getting together with my partner to put my cock in her pussy and more to dealing with the senses. And, um, you know, we were talking about pleasure senses. We're talking about being in bed for 12 hours. Well, it's not 12 hours of fucking. It's 12 hours of appreciating and enjoying your your partner. Sensuality. And with and, and Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, we learned that when you have a conversation and you're you're talking to your partner, sometimes you just need to answer by thank you for sharing because the person just wants to speak and they don't want a rebuttal, they don't want anything in, in return. They just want you to listen. And that was all part of our learnings of Tantra. So maybe Debbie, you just chose the wrong place to go, but we've had some some really good experiences. And people can go to our website and you can see the different educators and, and Tantra experts um, that have been on our show and uh, really do a great job at it.
0: Yeah, the difference is if you are a couple, find one that is only geared towards couples because go. if it's open to everybody then they have to neutralize it so much because you're not paired off. Right. So right. if there's no pairing, gotcha. I, that's that's what great went advice. wrong with, yeah, with this. Great advice. You have to, you have to if you're a couple going to couples. For me, here's how I coach my women in it because Yeah, a lot of times you're not married to a person, a man that wants to go on a tantric retreat and you know spend 12 hours sitting on a floor Mm -hmm. and learning tantric techniques. But you can learn these things. I can teach them to you. I can teach you things like soul gazing and you know tantric breathing and the kind of slow touch and rituals that you honor each other. I can do that without all the big you know spiritual right. leading because not everybody is that spiritual. But these practices are great for relaxation, embodiment, uh, connection, ritual, honoring, sharing, loving words without having to evoke, you know, goddesses and and speak Sanskrit, and, you know, focus on chakras, you can still do the practices without all of the ultra spiritual stuff. That's what that's how I uh,
1: present it. Perfect, perfect. So listen, Debbie, this has been absolutely amazing and we're coming to the end of our show and we always like to leave our audience with some final parting advice. So I'm going to ask you, what would you say would be the top two things that women can do tonight even to help increase their intimacy with their partner?
0: Tonight, okay, for women, I would say appreciate nonverbal connection. So many times as as women, we value conversation more than many of our men do as a way of connecting so how about just hold me just hold each other tonight without talking and do something like tantric spooning right where you he has his arms around you and you just relax and spend at least five or ten minutes just breathing just being in each other's presence letting whatever thoughts come into your mind just come and go and enjoy this the the connection the physical connection without always having to talk Mm -hmm. that's a good one definitely definitely and tonight another way would be seduce your man Love seduce it. your man. Yeah. And men don't need the kind of romantic buildup that we do. Heck, you could just go ahead and put your hand right on his crotch there. And that is like, <laughs> he, he will not object <laughs> for <laughs> the most part, right? For most men. So seduce your man, get your get your desire on beforehand, because we've already talked about all the things that a woman can do to put herself in the mood and do what it takes. So answer the question, I turn myself on when And think you know oh when I'm relaxed when I put on something sexy when I put on candles when I take a bath okay answer the question for yourself I turn myself on when and take some responsibility for your turn on then go get your man oh I love no or let him know that I'm gonna go turn myself on and then you come in here
2: yeah excellent and one of the one of the little things that Carol and I do just to finish the show um, when we go to bed at night sometimes is you know we're not up to doing anything sexual we're big snugglers and Carol goes Okay, why don't you snuggle me, but um, why don't you slide your cock into my pussy, and we'll make this a really tight snuggle, and we actually fall asleep put my cock into her pussy. We don't know how it gets out in the morning, <laughs> when it got out, when it got soft, but we fall asleep totally connected in a snuggle, cock and pussy. Well, and without we, thrusting. It's not like no thrusting. No thrusting, in, yeah, and I, I, I say to me, what better way to be connected with your partner than to fall asleep together?
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. Hey, that's a good plug for David for how big he must be.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But we get in the right position and it what, works what, perfectly what, well what, what, what. <laughs> Poor David. Oh, man. I know I just have that average white cock, but, you know, it gets the job done. It does for sure. We figured Alrighty, it out already. because I'm very flexible. <laughs> Debbie Alzea, thank you so much for being here, sharing all that amazing information. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit where they can find you online and reach out to you?
0: Yeah, my business is called More Intimacy. And I deliberately chose that because men and women, they love that word intimacy, but for different reasons. Ask a typical woman, what does intimacy mean to you, Carol? Well, it's the closeness
1: and connection, right?
0: Closeness, connection. Exactly. David, what does intimacy ring? How does that ring to you? What do you think of?
2: You know what? I'm the ultimate romantic the, romantic the I love intimacy and for me it is just doing something to make us more connected to have a great evening together life is so busy that um, you need to find those times in the day or in the evening or on the weekend to block everything out and remember what's the most important thing in your life and in our world it's our partners
0: but what does your caveman inside <laughs> say? <something> intimacy
2: <laughs> is sex.
0: sex. Just Both sex. men hear intimacy and they're like, yeah, I want some of that. That's sex, yeah. right? So yeah, so I chose the to name More Intimacy uh, for my business. So you can find me at moreintimacy.net. I have a lively Facebook group. Uh, I have a quiz out out on my website, which is what's blocking your bliss, ladies? And it it goes through like these elements, these things, seven things that women need for great sex lives, and be like, which of these am I most needing? Mm -hmm. Um, And you can find me there, I I have YouTube videos, and I'll give a complimentary consultation. If you want to make your intimacy, so whether it's the relationship that's off kilter, I I also specialize in sex-starved marriages, not unlike my own experience. Um, for getting them sexy again um, and also for getting the women the pleasure they want and reviving the, being his girlfriend. So be your husband's girlfriend and
1: live with that kind of playful, sexy energy, too.
0: So I help women in various ways, and I give them a free consultation
1: to see if we're fit. That's awesome. Thanks so much for that. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information, and you can even contact them directly from there if you have any questions.
2: Absolutely. And like we did today, every week, we're learning more and more from all our great guests. We hope you do, too. If you have any questions at all, you know you can always send us an email at ask at carolyn all righty wow that was a, another amazing show with another amazing guest debbie thank you so much for being here today
1: it's my pleasure thank you
2: and like we do every week we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out
1: and join us again next time for another hour of the sexy lifestyle talking about sex sexuality sexual health and pleasure and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy healthy and always horny.
2: Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everybody. Until next time.
0: Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.